Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jersey Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. And welcome to the only podcast written by NJEA members for NJEA members. Welcome to episode number 17. Thank you so much for supporting us and checking out the great stuff happening over here on the Jersey Educator Podcast. Jim, tell us a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. Jeff, on our show, uh, we're inviting back uh, Jarrell Blakely. Uh, our listeners may remember Jarrell from episode three of our podcast way back when. Uh, he was at that time a social studies and civics teacher in the Trenton Public Schools. Since then, he's become a campaign organizer for Healthy Schools Now, uh, the Healthy Schools Now Coalition at the New Jersey Work Environmental Council. And he's going to be telling us all about that. I am looking forward over to that. But first, I have some breaking news that we want to be bringing up here on our show. This show, this very show, the Jersey Educator Podcast, is going to be broadcasting live from Atlantic City at the Teachers' Convention. Jim, tell us a little bit about this event and uh, who is going to be coming up and broadcasting with us live between 11 and 1 o'clock. Absolutely, Jeff. So as our listeners know, every year uh, we have the NJEA convention. Uh, You know, a lot of our members refer to it as the teacher convention, but really it is uh, coming together of all our members, all our education support professionals and our teachers uh, in Atlantic City every year. This year will be uh, November 10th through 11th at the Atlantic City Convention Center. And Jeff, you and I will be in the Teacher Cast booth, which is in Digital Boulevard. That is right. Thursday between 11 and 1 o'clock, uh, broadcasting a show. We've invited back uh, all our guests from our past episodes. Uh, we're going to hopefully see the NJEA officers coming by to sit down and talk with us, as well as the NJEA executive director and the assistant executive director. Um, but I'm really most interested to get an update from all our member guests throughout the course of this year. Uh, They've been really great. And we certainly hope that you have a chance to stop by. I believe in past years we called it High Tech Hall. Now they're calling it Digital Boulevard, I believe. Either way, it is the main area, the main vendor hall. Uh, For the last couple years, the TeacherCast booth has been there doing PD all day. We're going to continue that. I've got some great sessions. Essentially, uh, we're going to be starting at, what is it, 8 or 9 in the morning, whenever we start. And we're just going to run professional development sessions all day, every day. Thursday and Friday, and then uh, again Thursday, we're going to stop between 11 and 1, and we are going to break out into a large uh, live uh, audio uh, show where we would love to have audience participation. So if you're in the area of the Digital Boulevard, check us out. Jim, I believe last year we were on like the 30-yard line or so, somewhere in there. Um, well, we had a great location right over there by the Maker's Fair and the Makerspaces area. So check that out. I am so much looking forward to uh, one more time coming and presenting at the NJEA Teachers Convention uh, in November down in Atlantic City. But that's not the only thing that's going to be happening here. Tell us about other great events happening in the world of NJEA, Jim. Sure. At our NJEA convention, uh, also on the floor, we will have a special area for our early career members, whether they be teachers or education support professionals. Uh, It's called At the Corner of First and Fifth. And uh, we're going to have a number of early career members presenting uh, topics and discussions and roundtable talks for their peers around uh, all sorts of topics, whether it be getting out of student loan debt to uh, learning more about the county teachers of the year, 
to uh, just all kinds of great things uh, in that area. And then, Jeff, on Thursday evening of convention at the uh, Nightclub Haven in the Gold Nugget, we will be hosting our third annual Early Career Members Networking event. Uh, Last year, we saw about 700 early career members. This year, we're going to blow the doors off the place, uh, and we're expecting 1,200 early career members. And you can learn more about that and sign up at njea.org slash early career members is the place to go to RSVP and get a spot. And that's where people are going to be going on November 10th to audition to be a guest on this show? Uh, well, not exactly, Jeff. Uh, it's just really a networking event, no agenda, no speeches. It's designed for our members just to meet their peers across the state and grow their support networks. That is fantastic. Learn all about all of that stuff over on our website. Of course, there are several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of all of this show. Jim, where can we go to sign up to subscribe to this very podcast? Sure, Jeff. So uh, our members, our listeners can find us on iTunes. Just do a search for Jersey Educator. We're also on Google Play and Stitcher. Uh, And our podcast lives at njea.org slash podcast. I think it's fantastic. We have over 30,000 downloads of this very podcast in 17 episodes. It is pretty cool, Jim. Uh, We want to say thank you to everybody out there in the NJEA and greater New Jersey area for subscribing to the show, supporting this show. And please, 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 take a moment to go on over there on iTunes. Uh, Give us a nice five-star rating. Leave a nice comment. We certainly love hearing from you. And uh, if you're listening to this, we really, really appreciate it. There's, of course, other great things happening here in the state of New Jersey. On November 19th, we are welcoming back Ed Camp New Jersey, uh, the fifth annual, I believe it is, Ed Camp New Jersey. It's happening again November 19th. It's a Saturday at West Windsor Plainsboro Regional School District at Thomas R. Grover Middle School. You can find all the information over at edcampnewjersey.net. That's the whole word, edcampnewjersey.net. It is a great time. Uh, We started this a long time ago, and what happened from just a few people getting together and saying, hey, let's make a conference, has truly grown into the premier, sorry, second premier, Jim, second premier professional development conference in the state of New Jersey. So check that out again. That's November 19th, 2016. We certainly hope you can be there. It is in the middle of the state, so it's easy for everybody to get to. Again, edcampnewjersey.net. Now, Jim, it is the beginning of the school year. You know, we're basically in the middle of the first marking period now. Several teachers out there now have gotten into their classrooms. They've been using their Google Apps for those who are in a Google Apps school district. And I wanted to bring up a, f- a few updates here for people who might not have heard. Jim, did you know that there's been some changes for Google Apps for Education recently? No, I didn't, Jeff, but I have a feeling you're going to tell me all about it. Breaking news here, in case you guys haven't heard. Um, 3 o'clock or so on Thursday afternoon, we received an email from the Google for Education team basically telling us that Google Apps for Education and Google Apps in general is no more. Did you know that? Wow. Jeff, there is, what, there, what happened? There is no such thing right now. I, I hope I'm saying this right. As Google Apps for Education, they are now rebranding themselves as G Suite. And if you go on to any of their YouTube channels, their, their marketing machines, everything has been taken down Google Apps, and we're now calling it 
G Suite. So if you're looking around and you see something that says G Suite, that is the new branding. That is the suite of tools that includes your docs, your your, your drive, your, your all of those good things, right? One of those things is Google Classroom. Um, not sure yet, honestly, Jim, if it's going to be called G Classroom or not, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. But uh, for our tech tip segment of the day, wanted to bring on a, a recent podcast that we did over on the TeacherCast network called Google Classroom Tips and Tricks for the Non-Newbie Teacher. And it's important that because a lot of people are, are you know, they're seeing... I'm new to Google Classroom. Help me out. But I've got a link here to the show that we just did. It was fantastic. Already has a bunch of downloads to it. And it's essentially, okay, you've already been in Classroom for one year, for two years. Here's some of the new things. You know, tips on there such as how to handle your calendar. Because Google Classroom, of course, creates a calendar for you guys. How to integrate Google Classroom with the new Google Sites. Many of you guys don't even know that there is a new version of Google Sites. Find me for more information about that. So we're doing a whole mess. I think we've got 10 to 15 tips and tricks on there. Uh, That was done on the Live Tech Educator podcast, which you can find on Tuesday nights at 8 o'clock over at TeacherCast.tv. So lots of great things happening here in the world of G Suite education. And I hope you guys have a chance to check it out. Of course, we're going to be on top of it over here on the Jersey Educator Podcast and on TeacherCast.net. So certainly check it out. And Jim, I believe it is time for our interview segment. Jim, our guest this week is not a stranger to this show, is he? No, he's not, Jeff. We've had uh, Jarrell Blakely on the show before, way back in episode number three. That was a fantastic episode, uh, talking about having our citizens, our students be civically minded. And we got a lot of feedback from that, and I'm so glad that he's here today. What are we going to be talking about today? Jeff, today we're going to be talking about Jarrell's new role uh, with the Work Environment Council of New Jersey. Very exciting. That sounds fantastic. Let's bring him on the show right now. Jarrell Blakely, how are you today? Welcome back to the Jersey Educator Podcast. Well, first, thank you for having me, Jim and Jeffrey. I'm really excited to discuss um, the work that I'm doing now. It is very important. It's very crucial and it's very necessary. And so I'm so excited to share some uh, time uh, to talk to you about such an important initiative. Really great, Jarrell. Uh, so a lot's been happening to you since last you were on the show when you were last here. Of course, you were a uh, high school history teacher in the Trenton Public Schools where you'd been for at least a couple years. Uh, and, and something has happened since then. So why don't, why don't you share the good news with us and all of our listeners? Sure. So um, I really enjoyed my tenure as a social studies and civics teacher in the Trenton Public Schools. I was able to make some wonderful connections with fantastic teachers and students. And um, because of my uh, active participation with the Trenton Education Association, the Mercer County Education Association, and the New Jersey Education Association, I was selected last January to serve as a consultant um, in the organizational development department of the New Jersey Education Association. Um, I did that for about seven months before um, I was recruited to serve as the current organizer uh, for Healthy Schools Now. Um, I anticipated that I was going to be uh, in the classroom a little longer. Um, However, um, after seeing this wonderful opportunity to serve all of New Jersey students um, in terms of enhancing the 
health and safety of schools, it was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up. And so with the blessings of uh, folks in TEA and NJEA, um, I uh, took this opportunity full time on July 5th. And uh, we have been aggressively moving to uh, make sure that every student in New Jersey has access to a safe and healthy school. Jarrell, that, that's really amazing, and congratulations to you on that. Uh, and it, it's so great that, that we are still able to work with you and take advantage of all your talents and skills uh, on a broader level now across the entire state. So, uh, Jarrell, why don't, why don't you break this down for us? Um, you mentioned Healthy Schools Now. I mentioned Work Environmental Council. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Healthy Schools Now is a part of Work Environmental Council, I believe. And what happens there? So um, I think it's probably easier for you, for me to tell you what Work Environment Council is and what Healthy Schools Now is. Um, the Work Environment Council is the nation's oldest um, blue-green uh, alliance. So when I say blue-green, I mean union and environmental alliance. So there's a lot of shared Uh, priorities and agenda issues um, as relates to uh, increasing workplace safety, as well as our nation's uh, unions. And so this uh, organization, New Jersey Work Environment Council, was created to ensure that um, workplaces are health and safety, rather are healthy and safe. And so um, the Healthy Schools Now campaign is an outgrowth of that work um, in the Um, health and safety arena. And so uh, New Jersey schools have a a significant challenge as it relates to workplace safety, uh, temperature control issues, and a litany of other safe and healthy issues, or rather safe and healthy um, concerns. And so um, Healthy Schools Now was created to ensure that every student in New Jersey has access to a health and safety school. And so it's been around for about five years. Um, It's been um, instrumental in a critical um, way in terms of working with the SDA to address um, school safety in the 31 SDA districts. And um, it's had, I believe, two uh, campaign organizers previous to me. And I've been very uh, lucky to Uh, get started with some excellent partners with the NJEA and other uh, folks that we've been working with. And I can talk a little bit about that work as well um, during this interview. Great, Jarrell. And you mentioned SDA there. Uh, That, of course, refers to the School Development Authority, correct? Uh, Referring to the... the the... Exactly. So the School Development Authority is responsible for the oversight and building of public school buildings and what is called SDA districts. SDA districts used to be the Abbott district. So we're talking about the most economically disenfranchised and disadvantaged communities in New Jersey, Trenton, Camden, North Jersey City, Patterson are a few of the cities under the umbrella of the SDA. And the SDA is responsible for building schools um, to make sure that there is equity between um, all of New Jersey schools. And so, um, I believe, and I think most of our partners in Healthy Schools Now believe, that um, everyone is entitled to a modern, healthy, and safe uh, school building facility. And the SDA is designed and is commissioned to uh, close those gaps and close 
um, the disparities that exist among New Jersey's widely or wildly diverse um, school facility qualities across the state. Really interesting there, Jarrell. Uh, some good information for our listeners. And uh, if you're just tuning in, we are chatting with uh, Jarrell Blakely uh, of Healthy Schools Now. And uh, if you'd like to learn more, you can visit the Work Environmental Council website on njwec.org. So, uh, Jarrell, uh, let me throw some statistics here at you and uh, get a little feedback. So, there's 590 school districts in the state of New Jersey, 2,492 school buildings, and uh, these healthy hazards that exist in some of them hurt our students and their learning. So here comes the Work Environmental Council uh, with Healthy Schools Now with you uh, to help. And how, how does that happen? So there's a, a number of different ways that we help. So on one end, we work with community partners, um, school districts to ensure um, that there's the community um, support to build the political, social and economic pressure to build new schools in you know, these disenfranchised communities. Um, additionally, the Work Environment Council um, has industrial hygienists. Um, we have industrial hygienist consultants who are um, folks with uh, high levels of expertise in terms of evaluating and mitigating um, health and safety issues uh, within the state. And so um, a NJEA uh, local uh, who feels that there is a concern within their particular school can reach out to the Work Environment Council and they will get the necessary uh, consulting to make sure that their issue uh, is really an issue, as well as get the appropriate um, concerns addressed. And so we work um, both on the scientific and technical expertise, but my job in particular is to um, kind of build the community support um, and the community coalition to advocate on particular issues. So I'm working with organizations like the New Jersey Environmental Justice Alliance. I'm working with uh, the New Jersey Badass Teachers Association. We're working with a litany of uh, other coalition members who um, feel that this is a fight we're fighting. And uh, we make sure that all community organizations uh, kind of have the information to be empowered to be as effective as possible. Really important there, Jarrell. And you mentioned, uh, you mentioned uh, something that I think will resonate with our listeners and our NJA members and the classroom and in our schools that if if we become aware of unsafe and unhealthy conditions or suspect unsafe or unhealthy conditions uh there is a a route to go um there is a route to go through through the local association president who Mm -hmm. can get in touch with the uniserv field representative assigned to that local to transition to you and the help from healthy schools now Exactly. So there's definitely a a protocol that exists to kind of address these concerns. And the protocol exists because we want to make sure that um, all interested parties are um, in the loop in terms of addressing these concerns. And so 
Um, the protocol that exists is, as you mentioned, you know, you go through your local president, your local president reaches out to their local Uniserve um, uh, folks, and then um, it's given to me, and then we disseminate it to um, other interested parties. You know, New Jersey's uh, school quality is a major issue. Uh, the average age of uh, school buildings in New Jersey is 60 years old. And so, um, you know, 60 years old, there were definitely different um, values and different technologies that existed to enhance healthy uh, and safe schools. And so um, a lot of the uh, things that we take for granted um, in contemporary schools are not necessarily addressed in schools that were created 60 years ago. And so that's another capacity that I'd like to talk about with Healthy Schools Now. Um, in this current role, I actually serve as a New Jersey registered lobbyist, and we do uh, work on the legislative front to enhance uh, school building uh, facility quality. And I'd like to talk some time about that. We also do uh, some media work. We believe that um, sunlight is the best disinfectant. And so we ensure that we spread the message uh, as relates to healthy and safe schools um, through the media as well. And if I have some time, I'd love to discuss some of our entrees uh, into uh, media um, uh, companies and media organizations to express uh, the need for healthy and safe schools. And what what was that quote, Jarrell? Sunlight is the best disinfectant. I, I really like that thought. But shining light on this issue on a broader level. Uh, and you mentioned earlier, Jarrell, involving families in this. Uh, in in this, why you know why is it important that our our families join with our school staff uh, in in combating this issue? Okay. So, I mean, I would say that uh, families have the most uh, to gain from healthy and safe school environments. Um, we are um, understanding here at Healthy Schools now that children are our future and children are the most precious resource that we have and that families definitely should share that same uh, belief that parents or that students matter. And so um, we believe that uh, family engagement is necessary um, to really build the broad um, coalition uh, necessary to really move against, um, you know, institutions that may not necessarily want um, things to move forward. And so I'm reminded of a conversation that I had with a fellow community organizer when I actually got this uh, opportunity, I gave him a call and I said, you know, I'm working for healthy schools now. Who could be against healthy and safe schools? And he made the very, very salient point that if nobody was against it, it would be done already. Mm, and so that was very, very um, illustrative to realizing that um, we have a battle and we have some folks who um, feel that um, everyone is not entitled to healthy and safe schools. And so it's our job to build a very, very broad, inclusive, and democratic um, foundation to uh, enhance the idea of healthy and safe schools. So, Jarrell, you, you bring to mind, uh, as I was preparing for our, our talk tonight, and I went on the Work Environmental Council website at njwec.org and clicked on Healthy Schools Now, and I found a 
photo collection of unsafe schools and just different images there uh, taken from our public schools all around the state. And, uh, you know, a big question that I thought of was just why? Why is this happening? And how do we combat this? And you've kind of broken down there, um, you know, building that coalition, involving the families with our members to put pressure at the at the political level, right? Absolutely. So there's another saying in politics that if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Mm. And so that's why it's very important that Healthy Schools Now and other uh, dedicated community activists are at the table. So I actually have a meeting uh, with uh, the SDA executive director on Thursday to discuss ways that we can uh, assist them in their um, desire for better and safer schools. And so um, we definitely believe that uh, this is important. Um, We work with partners across the state, unions, community organizations, governmental institutions, both on a local and state level, um, to build the uh, capacity to really ensure that these schools are built. So I'll give you a perfect example of the kind of community support that we're talking about and what can be the result of it. So I actually attended uh, the Trenton Central High School in Trenton, New Jersey. And Trenton High was an example of all that was wrong with um, public schools in New Jersey. It was literally falling apart. When it was built, it was absolutely a beautiful example of the importance that society placed on public education. Uh, The uh, beautiful brick building reminiscent of the of Independence Hall was as long as the Empire State Building was tall. It was absolutely a beautiful, gorgeous facility with state-of-the-art materials, um, and it really um, was an example to uh, the entire state that Trenton took education seriously. And so um, fast forward to the 1990s and the 2000s, And it was clear that Trenton High had uh, outlived its usefulness. Um, It was a place that was infested with asbestos, infested with um, all sorts of concerns that really made it um, unsafe and unhealthy for New Jersey's uh, folks, uh, New Jersey students. And Healthy Schools Now was instrumental in developing uh, the political uh, push to force Governor Christie to do the right thing and release funding through the SDA to build a new Trenton High. Now, of course, Healthy Schools Now did not do it alone. I really think the effort for a new Trenton High was really a model effort. Um, We had a very excellent relationship with the local leadership of the Trenton Education Association. Um, We wrote editorials, we did pictures, we spoke to media outlets. And uh, we had a huge rally. So there were a lot of different ways that we built the community support to force the politicians in the state to do the right thing. And, um, you know, that's just an example of something that we'd like to do. Unfortunately, Trenton High was not the only place uh, or is not the only place that is um, concerning. So, Jarrell, um, really fascinating story there about um, Trenton High and and everything that went on kind of uh, behind the scenes to make things happen. And, Jarrell, as, as we wrap up here, we've been talking about 20 minutes uh, about oh, wow. this, 
Yeah, it went by fast. It's Very important topic. And, Gerald, one thing we didn't get into, and um, I think I, I assume that maybe it, we didn't have to say it, but maybe we do, is why is this so important uh, for our students, for our members working in these schools, for the future of our communities? And uh, we, we didn't touch sure. on that, but, uh, you know, maybe it's something that, they, they, that we need to just address as, as maybe a final thought here. Absolutely. And then I'll uh, talk about two other things that I'd like to, um, you know, our outlets uh, or our outreach to media outlets, as well as the legislation that we're pushing uh, to advance healthy and safe schools all throughout New Jersey. Now, there's been uh, for decades a clear connection between uh, healthy and safe schools and increased academic achievement. Uh, Plenty of studies through universities, through think tanks like the National Um, Center for Educational Facilities, um, have really done a yeoman's job of making it firmly in the scientific mainstream that healthy and safe schools is the baseline to enhancing um, school equity and closing the um, uh, education gap. And so another thing I'd like to talk about is the psychological um, uh, toll that uh, poor facilities, particularly in urban districts, have on uh, students of color and disenfranchised students in these particular communities. Uh, One thing that I always was clear about was that when I was younger, I realized that my school facilities in Trenton were widely disparate than uh, other communities that were nearby. And the existence of that disparity uh, suggests and sends a message to uh, folks in places like Trenton, that their education doesn't matter. It sends a message that uh, education is not a priority, because if it was, uh, students would see that they were getting the exact same thing. If education is going to be the great equalizer, it's really important that students get as much of an equal um, setting as possible. And so I think, you know, there's the scientific consensus that poor school facilities have a very negative impact on academic achievement, but then there's also the broader philosophical and psychological damage that um, poor school facilities send to, um, you know, black and brown students in communities like Trenton, Patterson, Camden, and Newark. Um, I always thought that it was very, very telling that in the Trenton community, um, the um, youth detention facility was in much nicer shape than any school in the Trenton Public Schools for such a long time. And so what that sends a message to is that education uh, in these communities is not valued and is not important. And I think that with the development of the SDA and new buildings, we can you know, really show rather than just talk about how education is important. Um, as I mentioned, when I talked about Trenton High, Trenton High was built as a centerpiece of the community. It really was reflective of the aspirations and the importance that uh, the city forefathers uh, believed that education represented. And so they built Trenton High to be a state-of-the-art facility. Today, um, we have to do the same thing. We have to ensure that schools are safe, healthy, modern uh, tabernacles of um, educational access. And I think that the school buildings should reflect that. And we are working in healthy schools now to ensure that that is actually the case for every single student in the state of New Jersey. 
Jarell, and, and I am just uh, so happy that, that you are involved and are on the forefront of this fight, working hand-in-hand hand with our members across our schools. And, uh, you know, just to give a shout-out to our, our school maintenance staff and our school Absolutely. custodians and the great job so, they do. And, so so I, wanted yeah. to, I wanted to piggyback up on that. So there were, um, if folks are interested in reading more about Healthy Schools Now, you can like us on Facebook. Um, and Twitter, Healthy Schools Now, we are really interested in having a very uh, robust social media presence. Um, additionally, we have had uh, two editorials in the last three months placed in um, very important forums. So we had a uh, op-ed that I wrote uh, regarding the impact of school privatization of custodial staff services on the uh quality of uh, school facilities. So that was a New Jersey spotlight that was published on my birthday, actually, August 15th, uh, 2016. Additionally, we just had an op-ed published uh, this about two weeks ago with um, the Star-Ledger and the uh, Trenton Times, where I wrote an op-ed on the importance of um, legislation to impact uh, temperature issues uh, in New Jersey. Uh, That's Assembly Bill 1030 that is being shepherded through the legislative process. And um, we are definitely looking forward to collaborating with uh, folks. I just want to say that the partners at the NJEA, Tom Hardy, Marie Bliston, have been stalwart champions of Healthy Schools Now. I'd also like to give a shout out to Naomi Johnson LaFleur, who has been such an awesome partner an awesome teacher and an awesome mentor who is doing incredible work in this arena. Uh, Trenton is really a model for the state, and I'm looking forward to spreading the good news and a good word about uh, how the success in Trenton can be replicated throughout the country and throughout the state. Well, well, Jarrell, thank thank you for those plugs. We will uh, follow you and your work and and keep in touch on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the program today just to share all these this amazing work going on, important work going on around the state uh, with Healthy Schools Now. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you, Jim. Uh, I just want to thank you for providing an outlet for uh, such an important topic, and I look forward to uh, further and future collaborations with um, the Young Members Network and uh, other manifestations of your genius, uh, Jim. <laughs> Jim, you know, it is so nice to hear that after Jarrell was on the show, things completely opened up and changed for him. And that just shows the power of the Jersey Educator podcast. Jim, you know, if you wanted to be a guest on the show, what can somebody do to reach out and say, hey, I'd love to share my story with this podcast? Jeff, uh, our, our listeners can write to us at podcast at njea.org. And what can they expect in return? How many, how, how, how many opportunities do we have to, uh, to, to share teachers' stories in the NJEA? Because it's not just this podcast. The NJEA really, really, really does a great job at sharing teacher stories from across the, the state. Well, sure, Jeff. And, and it's not only our teachers. It's, it's our education support professional. Any member uh, can access their association and have their voice heard. Uh, through this podcast, uh, through our monthly uh, review magazine, uh, through our social media outlets online, uh, and through the work of their local association. 
There is so much stuff going on here. One more time before we wrap up here. November 19th over at Thomas R. Grover Middle School in West Windsor Plainsboro Regional School District. We have the fifth annual Ed Camp and J. And of course, I'm looking forward to seeing you, Jim, and everybody down at the NJEA convention on November 10th and 11th at the Atlantic City Convention Center. On behalf of everybody here in the NJEA and the Jersey Educator Podcast, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And my name is Jim Boyce. And until next time, keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions around New Jersey.